Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Dragon podcast and episode 23. Before starting, I just want to mention about having guests on my podcast. As part of this podcast, I would like to find out about what path you are following and are on. So if anyone is interested in coming on and being asked questions then please let me know and the information is on the Curious Dragon podcast page. So, as for this episode, we carry on with learning about Wicca and this is part two. Five elements. Many traditions hold a belief in the five classical elements, although they are seen as symbolic, as representations of the phases of matter. These five elements are invoked during many magical rituals, notably when consecrating a magic circle. The five elements are air, fire, water, earth, and ether, known as spirit. Ether, or spirit, is what unites the elements together. Various analogues have been derived to explain the concept of the five elements. So, the Wiccan and Marie Gallagher used that of a tree, which is composed of earth with soil and plant matter, water, sap and moisture, fire through photosynthesis, and air, the creation of oxygen from carbon dioxide, all of which are believed to be united through spirit. Traditionally, in the Gardnerian craft, each element has been associated with a cardinal point of the compass. Air with east, fire with south, water with west, earth with north, and the spirit with centre. However, some Wiccans, such as Frederick Lamond, have claimed that the set cardinal points are only those that are applicable to the geography of southern England, where Wicca had evolved, and that Wiccans should determine which directions best suit each element in their region. For instance, those living on the east coast of North America should invoke water in the east and not the west, because the colossal body of water, the Atlantic Ocean, is to their east. Other craft groups have associated the elements with different cardinal points. For instance, Robert Cochrane's Clan of Tubal Cain associated earth with south, fire with east, water with west, and air with north, each of which were controlled over by a different deity, who were seen as children of the primary horned god and goddess. The five elements are symbolised by the five points of the pentagram, the most prominently used symbol of Wicca. Practices The Wiccan high priestess and journalist Margot Adler stated that Wiccan rituals were not dry, formalised, repetitive experiences, but performed with the intent of inducing a religious experience in the participants and thereby altering their consciousness. 
She noted that many Wiccans remained sceptical about the existence of the supernatural, but remained involved in Wicca because of its ritual experiences. She quoted one as saying, I love myth, dream, visionary art. The craft is a place where all of these things fit together. Beauty, pageantry, music, dance, song and dream. The Wiccan practitioner and historian Aidan Kelly claimed that the practices and experiences within Wicca were more important than the beliefs, stating it's a religion of ritual rather than theology. The ritual is first, the myth is second. Also, Adler stated that Wicca permits total scepticism about even its own methods, myths and rituals. The anthropologist Susan Greenwood characterised Wiccan rituals as a form of resistance to mainstream culture. She saw these rituals as a healing space away from the ills of the wider culture, also one in which female practitioners can redefine and empower themselves. Wiccan rituals will usually take place in private, but the reclaiming tradition has utilised its rituals for political purposes. Ritual Practices Many rituals within Wicca are used when celebrating the Sabbaths, worshipping the deities and working magic. Often these can take place on a full moon or in some cases a new moon which is known as an Esbat. In typical rites the coven or solitary practitioner assembles inside a ritually cast and purified magic circle. Casting the circle may involve the invocation of the guardians of the cardinal points alongside their respective and classical elements, air, fire, water and earth. Once the circle is cast, a seasonal ritual may be performed. Prayers to the god and goddess, goddesses are said and spells are sometimes worked and these may include various forms of raising energy including raising a cone of power to send healing or other magic to persons outside of the sacred space. So, in constructing his ritual system, Gardner drew upon older forms of ceremonial magic, in particular those found in the writings of Aleister Crowley. So, the classical ritual scheme in British traditional Wicca tradition is purification of the sacred space and the participants, casting the circle, calling all of the elemental quarters, cone of power, drawing down the gods, spell casting, great rite, wine, cakes, chanting, dancing games and farewell to the quarters and participants. These rites often include a special set of magical tools. These will usually include a knife called an athame, a wand, a pentacle and a chalice. But other tools include a broomstick known as a besom, a cauldron, candles, incense and a curved blade known as a bowline. 
An altar is usually present in the circle on which ritual tools are placed and representations of the god and goddess may be displayed. Before entering the circle, some traditions fast for the day and or will ritually bathe. After a ritual is finished, the god, goddess and the guardians are thanked, the directions are dismissed and then the circle is closed. A central aspect of Wicca, particularly in both Gardnerian and Alexandrian Wicca, and often sensationalised at times by the media, is the traditional practice of working in the nude, known as skyclad. This practice seemingly derives from a line in Aradia, Charles Leland's supposed record of Italian witchcraft. Many Wiccans believe that by performing ritual skyclad, this allows power to flow the body in a manner that is unimpeded by clothes. Some Wiccans also note that it removes signs of social rank and differentiation and so encourages unity among the practitioners. Some Wiccans will seek legitimacy for the practice of skyclad by stating that various ancient societies performed their rituals while nude. One of Wicca's best-known liturgical texts is the Charge of the Goddess. The most commonly used version that is used by Wiccans today is the Ascension of Doreen Valiante, who had developed it from Gardner's version. Gardner's wording of the original charge added extracts from Alistair Crowley's work, including the Book of Law, so linking modern Wicca irrevocably to the principles of Thelema. Valiente rewrote Gardner's version in verse, so keeping the material derived from Aradia but removing the material from Crowley. In certain traditions, ritualized sex magic is performed in the form of the Great Rite, whereby a high priest and high priestess invoke the god and goddess to possess them before performing sexual intercourse to raise magical energy for use in the spell work. So now, in nearly all cases, it is instead performed in token, thereby merely symbolically using the athame to symbolise the penis and the chalice to symbolise the womb. Wheel of the Year Wiccans celebrate several festivals of the year known as Sabbaths. Collectively, these occasions are termed the Wheel of the Year. Most Wiccans celebrate a set of all eight Sabbaths. However, this is not the same for some Wiccans. Groups such as those associated with the clan of Tubal Cain will only follow four Sabbaths. The Ross and Booker group from Cornwall will adhere to only six. The four Sabbaths that are common to all British-derived groups are the cross-quarter days, sometimes referred to as the Greater Sabbaths. The names of these festivals are, in some cases, taken from the old Irish fire festivals. 
and the Welsh god Mabon. Though in most traditional Wiccan of Covens, the, uh, the only commonality with the Celtic festivals is the name. Gardner himself made use of the English names of these holidays, stating that the four great Sabbaths are Candlemas, May Eve, Lamas and Halloween. The equinoxes and solstices are celebrated also. Egyptologist Margaret Murray's books, The Witch Cult in Western Europe, 1921, and The God of the Witches, 1933, she dealt with what she believed had been a historical witch cult. She stated that the four main festivals had survived Christianization and had been celebrated in the pagan witchcraft religion. Subsequently, when Wicca was first developing in the 1930s through to the 1960s, many of the early groups such as Robert Colt. Cochrane's Clan of Tubalcane and also Gerald Gardner's Bricketwood Coven had adopted the commemoration of these four Sabbaths as described by Murray. The other four festivals commemorated by many Wiccans are known as Lesser Sabbaths. These are the solstices and the equinoxes and they were only adopted in 1958 by members of the Bricketwood Coven and before they were subsequently adopted by other followers of the Gardnerian tradition. They, they were eventually adopted by followers of other traditions like Alexandrian, Wiccan and also the Dianic tradition. The names of these holidays that are commonly used today are often taken from the Germanic pagan holidays. But however, the festivals are not reconstructive in nature, nor do they often resemble their historical counterparts, but instead they exhibit a form of universalism. The rituals that are observed may display cultural influences from the holidays from which they their names as well as influences from other unrelated cultures. Rites of Passage Various rites of passage can be found within Wicca, but, and perhaps the most significant of these, is an initiation ritual, through which somebody joins the craft and then becomes a Wiccan. In British traditional Wiccan, traditions, there is a line of initi initiatory descent that goes back to Gerald Gardner and also from him it's said to go back to the New Forest Coven, but however the existence of this coven remains unproven. Gardner himself claimed that there was a traditional length of a year and a day between when a person began studying the craft and when they were then initiated although he would frequently break this rule with the initiates. In British traditional Wicca initiation only accepts someone into the first degree uh, and then to proceed on to the second degree an initiation 
an, an initiate sorry, has to go through another ceremony in which they name and describe the uses of ritual tools and implements. It is also at this ceremony that they are given their craft name. So, by holding the rank of second degree, a British traditional Wiccan is now considered capable of initiating others into the craft, or even founding their own semi-autonomous covens. The third degree is the highest in British traditional Wicca, and it involves the participation of the Great Rite, either actual or symbolically and by holding this rank an initiated is now considered capable of performing of forming sorry covens that are entirely autonomous of their parent coven now according to the new age religious scholar james r lewis in his book witchcraft an encyclopedia of wiccan and neo-pagan traditions a high priestess becomes a queen when she has successfully hived off her first new coven under a new third degree high priestess, as in the orthodox Gardnerian system. So then, she then becomes eligible to wear the moon crown. The sequence of high priestess and queens traced back to Gerald Gardner is known as a lineage, and every orthodox Gardnerian high priestess as a set of lineage papers proving the authenticity of her status. This three-tier degree system following initiation is largely unique to British traditional Wicca and traditions heavily based upon it. The Cochranian tradition, which is not British traditional Wicca, is based upon the teachings of Robert Coltrane. Cochrane, but does not have the three degrees of initiation, merely having the stages of novice and also initiate. Some solitary Wiccans also perform self-initiation rituals to dedicate themselves to becoming a Wiccan. The first of these to be published was in Paul Hewson's Mastering Witchcraft 1970 and this usually involved recitation of the Lord's Prayer backwards, this as a symbol of defiance against the historical witch hunts. Subsequent more overtly pagan self-initiation rituals have since been published in books that are designed for solitary Wiccans by authors such as Doreen Valiante, Scott Cunningham and Silver Raven Wolf. Hand fasting is another celebration held by Wiccans and this is the commonly used term for their weddings. Some Wiccans observe the practice of a ritual trial marriage this is for a period for a year and a day, with some traditions held would be contracted on the Sabbath of Lunasa, as this was the traditional time for the trial. A common marriage vow in Wicca is 
for as long as love lasts. This said instead of the traditional Christian till death do us part. The first known Wiccan wedding ceremony took place in 1960 amongst the Bricket Wood Coven between Frederick Lamond and his first wife, Gillian. Infants in Wiccan families may be involved in a ritual called a Wiccanin, which is analogous to a christening. The purpose of this is to present the infant to the god and goddess for protection. Parents are advised to give their children the gift of Wicca in a manner suitable to their age, in accordance and with the importance put on free will in Wicca, the child is not expected or required to adhere to Wicca or any other forms of paganism, should they not wish to do so when they reach adulthood. The Book of Shadows In Wicca there is no set sacred text such as the Christian Bible, Jewish Tunakh and Hindu Gita or the Islamic Quran, but there are certain scriptures and texts that various traditions hold to be important and also influence their beliefs and practices. Gerald Gardner used a book containing many different texts in his covens known as the Book of Shadows in which he would frequently add to and also adapt. In his Book of Shadows there are texts taken from various sources including Charles Godfrey Leland's Aradia, The Gospel of the Witches 1899 also and the works of the 19th to 20th century occultist Alistair Crowley, who Gardner knew personally. Also in the book are examples of poetry, largely this was composed by Gardner and his high priestess Doreen Valiante, the most notable of which is The Charge of the Goddess. Similar in use to the grimoires of ceremonial magicians, the book contained instructions on how to perform rituals and spells, as well as religious poetry, and chants such as Echo Echo Azarak to use in those rituals. Gardner's original intention was that every copy of the book would be different because a student would copy from their initiators, but changing things which they felt to be personally ineffective However, amongst many Gardnerian witches today, particularly in the United States, all copies of the book are kept identical to the version that High Priestess Monique Wilson copied from Gardner and with nothing being altered. The Book of Shadows was originally meant to be kept a secret from non-initiates into British traditional Wicca, but parts of the book have been published by authors including Charles Gardell, Lady Sheba, Janet and Stuart Farrar. Symbolism The pentacle is a symbol that is commonly used by Wiccans. Wiccans often understand that the pentacle's five points are representing each of the five elements. 
is air, fire, water and spirit, sometimes known as ether. It is also regarded as a symbol of the human, with the five points representing the head, arms and legs. Structure There is no overarching structure in Tuwika. In Wicca, all the practitioners are considered to be on a same level, but also there are priests and priestesses in the coven. Wicca also requires a ritual of initiation for those who join. Traditions In the 1950s through to the 1970s, the Wiccan movement was largely confined to lineaged groups such as Gardnerian Wicca and Alexandrian Wicca, and a traditionally usually and tra- a tradition sorry usually implied the transfer of a lineage by initiation but with the rise of more and more such groups now being founded by those with no previous initiatory lineage the term came to be a synonym for a religious dom- denomination within wicca There are many such traditions and there are also many solitary practitioners who do not align themselves with any particular lineage working alone. There are also covens that have have formed but who do not follow any particular tradition and will instead be choosing of their influences and practices eclectically. So those traditions which can trace a line of initiatory descent back to Gerald Gardner include the Gardnerian Wicca, Alexandrian Wicca and also the Olgard tradition. This is because of their joint history. They are often referred to as British traditional Wicca, particularly in North America. With other traditions, they trace their origins back to different figures, even if their beliefs and practices have been influenced to a greater or lesser extent by Gardner. These include Cochrane's craft and the 1734 tradition, both of which trace their origins to Robert Cochrane's ferry, and they trace back to Victor Anderson and Gwydion Penduin. And then there is Dianic Wicker, whose followers often trace their influences back to Susanna Budapest. Some of these groups prefer to refer or call themselves witches, so thereby distinguishing themselves from the British traditional Wicca traditions, with who will use their term Wiccan. During the 1980s, Vivian Crowley, an initiate of both the Gardnerian and Alexandrian traditions, merged the two. Covens Lineaged Wicca is organised into covens of initiated priests and priestesses. Covens are autonomous and are generally headed by a high priest and a high priestess working in a partnership and have each been and worked through their first, second and third degrees of initiation but occasionally the leaders of a coven are only second degree initiates in which case 
they come under the rule of the parent coven. With the initiation and training of new priesthood, this is mostly performed within a coven environment, but this is not a necessity, and a few initiated Wiccans are unaffiliated with any coven. Most covens would not admit members under the age of 18. They often do not advertise their existence, and when they do, it's through pagan magazines or, these days, official online pagan websites. Some covens may also organise courses and workshops through which prospective members can come along and be assessed. A commonly quoted Wiccan tradition holds that the ideal number of members for a coven is 13, but this is not held as a set-in-stone rule. So, it's said that many of the US covens are far smaller, though the membership may be augmented by unaffiliated Wiccans at open rituals. Pearson had noted that covens typically contained between 5 and 10 initiates. They generally avoid mass recruitment due to the feasibility of finding spaces that are large enough to bring together greater numbers for rituals and also because larger numbers inhibit the sense of intimacy and trust that covens utilise. Some covens are short-lived, but others have survived for many years. The covens that are of the reclaiming tradition are often single-sex and non-hierarchical in structure. Cover members who leave their original group to form another and separate coven are described as having hived off in Wicca. With initiation into a coven is traditionally preceded by an apprenticeship period of a year and a day. A course of study may be set during this period. In some covens there can be a dedication ceremony performed during this period and some time before the initiation proper. This is allowing the person to attend certain rituals on a probationary basis. Some solitary Wiccans also choose to study for a year and a day before their self-dedication to the religion. It is said that sometimes high priestesses and high priests have reported being put on a pedestal by some new initiates only to have these students later on kick away the pedestal as they develop their own knowledge and experience of Wicca. This is only a minority of students, as the majority will have both dedication and patience learning Wicca, also respect for all Coven members. Within the Coven, the different members may be respected for having a particular knowledge of a specific area, such as the Kabbalah, Astrology and Tarot. Based on her experience among British traditional Wiccans in the UK, Pearson stated that the length of time between becoming a first degree initiate and a second degree was typically two to five years. Some practitioners nevertheless chose to remain as first degree initiates 
rather than proceed on to the higher degrees. Eclectic Wicca A large number of Wiccans do not exclusively follow any single tradition or even are initiated. These are known as Eclectic Wiccans. They create their own syncretic spiritual paths by adopting and reinventing the beliefs and rituals of a variety of religious traditions that are connected to Wicca and broader paganism. While the origins of modern Wiccan practice lie in conventional activity of a secret few initiates in established lineages, eclectic Wiccans are more often than not solitary practitioners and initiated in any tradition so with a now widening public appetite, especially in the United States, made the traditional initiation unable to satisfy demand for the involvement in Wicca. Since the 1970s, larger and more informal, often publicly advertised camps and workshops began to take place. This less formal but more accessible form of Wicca proved successful. Eclectic Wicca is the most popular variety of Wicca in America and Eclectics now significantly outnumber lineaged Wiccans. Eclectic Wicca is not necessarily the complete abandonment of tradition. Eclectic practitioners may follow their own individual ideas and ritual practices while still drawing on one or more religious or philosophical paths. Eclectic approaches to Wicca often draw on Earth religion and ancient Egyptian, Greek, Saxon, Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, Asian, Jewish and also Polynesian traditions. In contrast to the British traditional Wiccans, reclaiming Wiccans and various eclectic Wiccans, the sociologist Douglas Ezi argued that there existed a popularised witchcraft that was driven primarily by consumerist marketing and is represented by movies, TV shows, commercials, magazines and consumer groups. The books and magazines were targeted largely at young girls and this included spells for attracting or repelling boyfriends, money spells and also home protection spells. He termed this as New Age Ritzcraft and compared individuals involved in this to be like participants in the New Age scene. History Origins 1921-1935 So, Wicca was founded in England between 1921 and 1950, representing what the historian Ronald Hutton called the only full-formed religion which England can said to have given the world. But characterised as an invented tradition by scholars, Wicca was created from a patchwork adoption of various older elements, with many taken from pre-existing religious and also esoteric movements. Wicca took as its basis the witch cult's hypothesis. So this was the idea that those people who were persecuted as witches during the early modern period in Europe were not, as the persecutors had claimed, 
followers of Satanism, nor were they innocent people who confessed to witchcraft under threat or torture, as had long been the historical consensus, but rather that they were adherents of a surviving pre-Christian pagan religion. This theory had been first expressed by the German professor Karl Ernst Jach in 1828, before being endorsed by the German Franz Josef Monet, and then the French historian Jules Michelet. In the late 19th century, it was then adopted by two Americans, Matilda Jocelyn Gage and Charles Leland, the latter of whom promoted a variant of it in his 1899 book, Aradia, or the Gospel of Witches. The theory's most prominent advocate was the English Egyptologist Margaret Murray, who promoted it also in a series of books, and most notably 1921's The Witch Cult in Western Europe, and 1933's book The God of the Witches. So, almost all of Murray's peers regarded the witch cult theory as incorrect and based on poor scholarship. But however, Murray was invited to write the entry about witchcraft for the 1929 edition of the Encyclopaedia Britannica, which was reprinted for many decades and became so very influential that, and according to folklorist Jacqueline Simpson, Murray's ideas now became so entrenched in popular culture that they will probably never be uprooted. Simpson noted that the only contemporary member of the Folklore Society who took Murray's theory seriously was Gerald Gardner, who used it as the basis for Wicca. The idea that covens should have 30 members was also developed by Murray, based on a single witness statement from one of the witch trials, as was her assertion that the covens met on the cross-quarter days, four times per year. Murray was very interested in ascribing naturalistic or religious ceremonial explanations to some of the more fantastic descriptions found in the witch trial testimony. So, for example, many of the confessions included the idea that that Satan was personally present at the coven meetings, and so Mary interpreted this as a witch priest wearing horns and animal skins, and also a pair of forked boots to represent his authority or rank. Most mainstream folklorists, on the other hand, have argued that the entire scenario was always fictitious and does not require such a naturalistic explanation. So, the witch cult theory represented the historical narrative around which Wicca built itself, and with the early Wiccans claiming to be the survivors of this ancient pagan religion. There were other influences on early Wicca, and these included various Western esoteric traditions and practices. Among them were ceremonial magic, also Alistair Crowley and his religion of Thelema, Spiritualism and Theosophy. To a lesser extent, Wicca also drew upon folk magic and the practices of cunning folk, 
it was further influenced both by scholarly works on folklorists, particularly James Frazier's The Golden Bough, also romanticist writings like Robert Graves' The White Goddess, and pre-existing modern pagan groups such as the Order of Woodcraft, Chivalry and Druidism. It was during the 1930s that the first evidence appears for the practice of a pagan witchcraft religion in England. It seems that several groups around the country and in such places as Norfolk, Cheshire and the New Forest had set themselves up as continuing in the tradition of Murray's witch cult, albeit with influences coming from disparate sources such as ceremonial magic, folk magic, Freemasonry, Theosophy, Romanticism, Druidry, Classical Mythology and also the Asian religions. So, according to Gerald Gardner's account in Witchcraft Today and also The Meaning of Witchcraft, Wicca is the survival of a European witch cult that was persecuted during the witch trials. Theories of an organised pan-European witch cult as well as Mass trials thereof have been largely discredited, but it is still common for Wiccans to claim solidarity with witch trial victims. The notion of the survival of Wiccan traditions and rituals from ancient sources is contested by most recent researchers, who suggested that Wicca is a 20th century creation, which combines elements of Freemasonry and 19th century occultism. Historians such as Ronald Hutton, who noted that Wicca predates the modern New Age movement and also differs markedly in its general philosophy. In his 1999 book, The Triumph of the Moon, Ronald Hutton researched the Wiccan claim that ancient pagan customs have survived into modern times after being Christianized in medieval times as folk practices. Hutton found that most of the folk customs which are claimed to have pagan roots, such as the Maypole, date from the Middle Ages. He concluded that the idea that medieval revels were pagan in origin is a legacy of the Protestant Reformation. Early development, 1936-1959. The history of Wicca starts with Gerald Gardner in the mid-20th century. Gardner was a retired British civil servant and also an amateur anthropologist with a broad familiarity in paganism and occultism. He claimed to have been initiated into a witch's coven in New Forest, Hampshire in the late 1930s. Intent on perp perpetuating this craft, Gardner founded the Bricketwood Coven with his wife Donna in the 1940s, this after buying the Naturist Five Acres Country Club. Much of the coven's early membership were drawn from the club's members and its meetings were held within the club grounds. Many notable figures of early wicker were direct initiates of this coven, including Daffo, Doreen Valiente, Jack Bracelin, Frederick Lamond, Dionis, Eleanor Bone and Lewis Bourne. 
the witchcraft religion became more prominent beginning in 1951 with the repeal of the Witchcraft Act of 1735, after which Gerald Gardner and then others such as Charles Cardell and Cecil Williamson began publicising their own versions of the craft. Gardner and others never used the term Wicca as a religious identifier, simply referring to the witchcraft and the old religion. However, Gardner did refer to witches as the Wicca during the 1960s. The name of the religion had now normalised to Wicca. Gerald Gardner's tradition was later termed as Gardnerianism and soon became the dominant form in England and soon enough had spread to other parts of the British Isles. Adoption and spread, 1960 to present day. So, following Gardner's death in 1964, the craft continued to grow unabated despite sensationalism and also negative portrayals in British tabloids. New traditions began to be propagated by figures like Robert Cochrane, Sybil Leake and most importantly Alexander's, whose Alexandrian wicker, which was predominantly based upon Gardnerian wicker, albeit with an emphasis placed on ceremonial magic, spread quickly and gained much media attention. Around this time, Wicca began to be by now commonly adopted over witchcraft and the faith was exported to new countries such as Australia and the United States. During the 1970s, a new generation joined Wicca who had been influenced by the counterculture of the 1960s. Many brought environmentalist ideas with them into the movement, as reflected by the formation of groups like the UK-based Pagans Against Nukes in the US, Victor Anderson, Cora Anderson and Gwydion Penduin established Ferry Wicca. It was the United States and also Australia that new and homegrown traditions, sometimes based upon earlier regional folk magical traditions, and often mixed with the basic structure of Gardnerian Wicca, began to develop, including Victor Anderson's fairy tradition, Joseph Wilson's 1734 tradition, Aidan Kelly's new reformed Orthodox order of the Golden, new Golden Dawn, and eventually there was Susanna Budapest's Dianic Wicca, each of which which emphasised different aspects of the faith. It was also around this time that books teaching people on how to become witches without formal initiation or training began to emerge. Among them, Paul Hooson's Mastery in Witchcraft, 1970, and Lady Sheba's Book of Shadows, 1971. Similar books would continue to be published throughout the 1980s and 1990s, fueled by the writings of such authors as Doreen Valiente, Janet Stuart Farrar and also Scott Cunningham, or who all popularised the idea of self-initiation into the craft. Among witches in Canada, anthropologist Dr Heather Bottin of the University of Victoria had been one of the most prominent witches 
having been the first recognised Wiccan chaplain of a public university. She is also the original High Priestess of Coven Celeste. In the 1990s, amid an ever-rising number of self-initiates, the popular media now began to explore witchcraft in the fictional films such as The Craft, 1996, and the television series like Charmed, that's 1998 to 2006, introducing members of new and young people to the idea of religious witchcraft. So this growing demographic was soon to be catered for through the internet and by authors such as Silver Ravenwolf, much to the criticism of traditional Wiccan groups and individuals. In response to the way in which Wicca was now being increasingly portrayed as trendy and eclectic, and also being influenced by the New Age movement, many witches turned to the pre-Gardnerian origins of the craft, and to the traditions of his rivals like Cardell and Cochrane, describing themselves as following traditional witchcraft. Prominent groups within this traditional witchcraft revival included Andrew Chumberley's Cultus Sabbatae, and also the Cornish Ross and Bucker Coven. Originating in Britain, Wicca then spread to North America, Australia, continental Europe and to South Africa. The actual number of Wiccans worldwide is unknown and it has been noted that it is more difficult to establish the numbers of members of neo-pagan faiths than many other of the religions due to their disorganised structure. However, Adherence.com, an independent website which specialises in collecting estimates of the world's religions, cites over 30 sources with estimates of numbers of Wiccans, mainly from the UK and the USA. From this, they developed a median estimate of 800,000 Members, in 2016 it was also suggested that there was hundreds of thousands of practicing Wiccans around the globe. Then in 1998 the Wiccan high priestess and academic psychologist Vivian Crowley suggested that Wicca had been less successful in propagating in countries whose populations were primarily Roman Catholic. She suggested that... This might be because Wicca's emphasis on a female divinity was more novel to people residing, raised in Protestant-dominant backgrounds. On the basis of her experience, Pearson concurred that this was probably true. Wicca had been described as a non proselytizing religion in 1998. Pearson noted that there were very few individuals who had grown up as Wiccans, although increasing numbers of Wiccan adults were parents themselves. Many Wiccan parents did not refer to their children as being Wiccan, because the parents believe it's important that the children make their religious choices when they are old enough. Europe From her 1996 survey of British Wiccans, Pearson found that most Wiccans were 
aged between 25 and 45, with the average age being around 35. She also noted that as the Wiccan community aged, so the proportion of older practitioners would increase. She found roughly equal proportions of men and women. 62% were from Protestant backgrounds, which was consistent with the dominance of Protestantism in Britain. Pearson's survey also found that half of British Wiccans that featured had a university education and that they tended to work in healing professions, such as healthcare or counselling, education, computing and administration. The United Kingdom census figures on religion were first collected in 2001. There was no detailed figures on religions outside of the big six main religions. But then the 2011 census gave a better detail of numbers. 56,620 people identified as pagans. 11,766 as Wiccans with 1,276 as witches. North America. In the United States, the American Religious Identification Survey had shown a significant increase in the number of self-identified Wiccans. In 1990, the number was 8,000. In 2001, the number was 134,000. In 2008, it was 342,000. Acceptance of Wiccans Wicca emerged in a predominantly Christian England and from its inception, the religion encountered opposition from certain Christian groups as well as from the tabloids. Some Christians still believe that Wicca is a form of Satanism, despite important differences between these two religions. Detractors typically depict Wicca as a form of malevolent Satanism, a characterization that Wiccans reject. Due to the negative connotations that associated with witchcraft, many Wiccans continue the traditional practice of secrecy, concealing their faith for fear of persecution. Revealing oneself as a Wiccan to family, friends or colleagues is often termed as coming out of the broom closet. Attitudes to Christianity vary within the Wiccan movement, going from outright rejection to a willingness to work alongside Christians in interface interfaith endeavours. The religious studies scholar Graham Harvey noted that the popular and prevalent media image of Wicca is mostly inaccurate. Pearson also noted that popular and media perceptions of Wicca have often been misleading. In the United States, a number of legal decisions have both improved and validated the status of Wiccans, especially Detmer v. Landon in 1986. However, Wiccans have encountered some oppositions from some politicians and Christian groups, including a former US president who stated that he did not believe Wicca to be a religion. In 2007, the US Department of Veterans Affairs, after years of dispute, added the pentagram to the list of emblems of beliefs that can be included on government-listed markers such as headstones and plaques honouring deceased veterans. In Canada, Dr. Heather Bottin and Dr. Gary Bottin 
the original High Priestess and High Priest of Kevin Celeste, and founding elders of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, successfully campaigned the British Columbian government and the federal government in 1995 to allow them to perform recognised Wiccan weddings, also to become prison and hospital chaplains, and in the case for Dr. Heather Barton, to become the first officially recognised Wiccan chaplain in a public university. And that wraps up part two of Wicca. Thank you all very much.